Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Simple Flying Podcast, where we typically give you a lowdown on the latest news from the world of commercial aviation. This week, Joe's in Los Angeles for the launch of Northern Pacific Airlines. So I'm joined with our resident photographer, uh, Vincenzo Pace, or Aero Vincenzo on uh, Instagram. So hello, Vince. Hello there, Tom. How are you? It's been a while, but uh, glad, glad to be here today. Yeah, no, it's um, it's lovely um, to have you with us as well. And um, thanks for taking the time to speak to us. So um, I think it's been about a year since we last spoke to you on the podcast, hasn't it? I think it was yeah it's it's been close to a year um just very but it's um very happy I'm very happy to be here and uh, hopefully uh you know we could speak uh, more and more together I really I really thoroughly enjoy these conversations mm, it's always a pleasure to chat to us so um I mean could you just give us like a brief sort of two minute overview of what you've been doing in the last year well in the past year uh I've been I've been quite busy on the career side um, I've actually, uh, I actually, uh, shifted, shifted, uh, roles and I'm actually, uh, working in airport construction management now, which is, uh, a very, uh, uh, almost pretty much a dream come true for me because pretty much I merged, merged my, uh, career talents, which is in the New York city construction development industry, uh, with aviation. So I'm really, um, I'm really thrilled about that and, and looking forward to see where, that uh, journey uh, takes me. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of things happening in the uh, New York airport construction world over the next several years, and uh, I'm excited to see uh, the results of that. Um, on the photography side, uh, the past year I've I've done several helicopters, uh, several aerial photography tours uh, over Los Angeles, um, Alaska. Uh, so it's been it's been it's been very um, it's been very busy on that and I've been obviously doing my regular plane spotting uh, mm. at the uh, at my regular spots around JFK and Newark. I, I did a trip uh, at the end of the year to Miami. Um, I spoke. Um, I was actually had the honor of giving a little lecture at uh, Embry-Riddle Aviation University back in November uh, in front of the uh, aviation, uh, one of the main aviation clubs there. So it was a really an honor to uh, spend time with uh, the students at uh, Embry-Riddle. It was a very uh, moving experience for me. And um, just uh, this year, I'm gonna. I have a very aggressive travel schedule planned around around the U.S. Um, you know, hopefully coming to London this summer as well. Uh, finally going back to Italy uh, after a few years due to the pandemic. I haven't been there, so I really mm. miss uh, visiting uh, Italy and maybe in the fall, possibly traveling to Switzerland as well and maybe coming to see you in Frankfurt. Yeah, well, you're better if you're in this part of the world, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so you, you mentioned briefly there your trip to um, Alaska, and I know that was a really um, sort of exciting trip and a big trip for you heading to Anchorage, and you took some amazing photos there. Um, I just yes. wondered if you could um, tell us a bit more about your trip and some of the challenges that you um, faced shooting in a location that you maybe weren't so familiar with. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I had, I had, it was a wonderful trip. We went there almost a week and, uh, I was there with, uh, my two good friends, uh, uh, my friend and fellow aerial photographer, Ryan Patterson and our, and, uh, our friend, uh, Tyler Lorenz, who actually is one of the, uh, principal, uh, uh, spotters at, uh, at Newark airport. 
we all went together. Ryan has really, really trailblazed the uh, Alaskan aerial experience, and he was able to, you know, share his experiences with us with uh with with his friends and uh, it really uh it was a really unique situation um obviously alaska in the summertime is actually obviously a little a bit less harsh than and going in during an alaska winter namely this Mm. time of year but um we um we actually took uh aerial photography uh sessions was 10 o'clock at night 11 o'clock at night and it was you know it was pure daylight um the geography wise uh it 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 was quite uh unique um just seeing the the uh panoramas of the mountains surrounding anchorage um the famous mudflats uh on the approach to um to anchorage airport uh there were a lot of challenges involved obviously would any aerial photography tour um you know you there's very uh stringent coordination with the faa and air, local air traffic control um and you know allow me to take this opportunity to thank uh you know, our air traffic controllers uh, around the country and around the world, because uh, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be allowed in their in, in their airspace. And mm. uh, they accommodate us v- very wonderfully on pretty much every every aerial adventure, whether it's Alaska or da- down down in New York, at Kennedy and over Newark or various other parts of the country. So, you know, it's a lot of coordination involved, a lot of um, a lot of uh, a lot of pre-planning. Uh, you know, marking down what what type of aircraft you want to see, um, the different angles, and and um, you know we 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 coordinate that in advance. And uh, I you know it's 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 a it's a very intricate. People think you know it looks easy, but it's not it's not very easy at all. I mean, uh, but it's but it's it's it, the results are are uh, very amazing. It was a you know it was literally probably you know I'll definitely probably go again, but. You know, that first experience there is definitely a once in a lifetime experience. And to experience that with your friends and uh, and to do it together and, and enjoy it and share some laughs in the helicopter in between in, in between shoots. It's just a wonderful experience. And just, you know, just taking in, uh, you know, the important thing that I, I do, too, as well is just not to focus on the airplanes and the camera, but really focus on the environment that you're in and the, the majestic scenery that you're seeing, uh, you know, that is Alaska and just enjoying that as well in between, ta- in between waiting for uh, planes to uh, take. Mm, I can imagine. And I just um, absolutely love that photo that you took of the um, plane, just sort of about maybe 10 seconds away from touching down the backside of the 747. Um, yes. You know, you know, you mentioned as well that you um, you've done a lot of plane spotting, and I'm jealous of you for how much plane spotting you've been doing. You know, I've actually set myself a target of going plane spotting at Frankfurt twelve times this year, so hopefully once a month. And um, I think I let it let the side down a little bit last time. But you know, with your plane spotting, you've seen obviously the recovery of aviation um, from a front row seat and. Uh, presumably an influx of European carriers after Biden opened the door to them. So um, in, in just in terms of what you've been seeing on your sort of trips, how, how's the recovery going in your eyes? Well, in terms of international travel, we're seeing obviously uh, 2021 was definitely uh, a market increase in 
visitors, uh, international carriers, uh, mm. namely from Europe uh, versus 2020. We're seeing frequencies go up. Um, you especially see that with the British carriers, with British Airways and Virgin Atlantic, and they're increasing their frequencies. Uh, carriers like Lufthansa bringing back their Munich flight, and uh, you know mm. JFK, for example, uh, we welcome the their three their 350 uh, for the first time really here on a regular basis. So that's nice. And you know, there's been um, you know there's been increases there's you know i i always say it's two steps forward and then an occasionally maybe a half step or one step back mm. uh depending you know like what the, the the end of the year with the variants you saw a little bit of a a little bit of a pullback but then you you know for every pullback the things step forward two steps but one thing that i do have to say is just the um market increase of of the u.s carriers at, at the airports especially uh particularly with domestic routes but also markedly a, a definite uptick in in international routes i mean delta airlines for example uh they've they've really they really stepped up their their game at, at jfk for mm. routes departing out of jfk both domestic and international routes um you know JetBlue the same uh american airlines to a to a lesser degree, but you're seeing, you're definitely seeing uh, the U.S. carriers uh, really uh, surging back up uh, at at the at the uh, U.S. airports on, on definitely in domestic routes and to a degree definitely on the international routes as well. Mm-hmm. And we're also we're also seeing, um, obviously, you know, experiencing different aircraft types. Uh, you know, here. Uh, here at Kennedy, uh, really Delta, we've really seen the presence of their 330 Neo, um, the 764. Um, you know, American Airlines really utilizing their triple sevens. So it's it's really it's really um, you know nice to see. It. We still have a ways to go, especially with with the non-U.S. carriers. Mm. Um, you know, uh, definitely not seeing the frequencies or the flights from from a number of the Asian carriers, particularly uh, the carriers from China, um, due to due to restrictions still in place. You know, there's still a ways to go, uh, but we, 2021 was definitely an improvement, obviously, over 2020. And we're very hopeful in 2022 uh, to see, you know, particularly, uh, you know, from a, from a, a JFK photographer's or uh, someone that's based at JFK's point of view, an increase in, uh, in overseas, uh, traffic from the overseas carriers. Hmm. And I mean, talking about overseas carriers, I know that you in particular were quite sad to see the end of Alitalia in the sort of tail part of last year. Um, yes. But we have seen the birth of ITA and hopefully we'll see them back at JFK one time soon. Um, how have you found um, from the, the, the transition to ITA from your position as, I think, arguably one of Alitalia's biggest fans? Yes. Well, look, Alitalia... You know, everybody has their different opinions on 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 Alitalia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I from my point of view, Alitalia was more to me than just an airplane and a, and and a flight to Italy. Um, mm-hmm. It was very iconic as an Italian American and whose uh, parents were born in Italy. Alitalia represented our 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 culture, our country. It was the flag carrier of Italy, and no matter where Alitalia went in the world, everybody knew that. Uh, you know what Alitalia was, and where where you know that it, that it was a product of Italy. 
So hmm. it was, you know, a lot of Italian pride. I, you know, I, I took my first airplane flight on an Alitalia 747 when I was a kid. And, you know, I, I, Alitalia was very good to me. And, you know, people find this hard to believe, but I was never um, a victim of a canceled Alitalia flight. My, hmm. an, I've never been delayed more than an hour. I always had good service. And I never, uh, my bags were never lost. So, you know, maybe I have sli a slightly biased point of view based on mm. my experiences, but I've never had really a negative experience with Alitalia. That being said, you know, Alitalia had uh, issues for many years on, on the financial side. And, and um, you know, the, uh, eventually uh, we all knew that uh, even though we all thought that Alitalia would never die, um, you know, it, it reached its ninth life and, and, you know, it finally, the, the, the long, the long, uh, story of Alitalia finally had to end. Um, hmm. in terms of Ita, um, it's, it's, uh, I'm very encouraged by, by their plan, their, their fleet renewal, uh, their fleet renewal plan, uh, th them really committing to, uh, to, a modern fleet of uh, a modern Airbus fleet of A330 Neos, A220s, uh, A350s, and I'm really excited to see that uh, hmm. and to see that because I think Italy, Italian aviation had have, has had its troubles for many years, um, and I'm hopeful finally uh, that ITA can uh, really uh, take the place uh, where Alitalia left off and hopefully grow in ways that uh, we have that uh, Alitalia couldn't in its in its final years. So um, I'm encouraged. Um, you know, they they have begun uh, about a month after Alitalia closed. ITA did resume service at Kennedy uh, in New York the, uh, with their Rome flight. Um, they're hmm. still using the. Uh, we still see the Alitalia uh, Ali livery here because they're using their former 330s. Uh, so we were lucky enough to um, to see and photograph Alitalia's beautiful livery, and that's the one thing I'm 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 sad to see. Uh, although I understand why they did what they did in giving up Alitalia's branding, um, I am sad to see Alitalia's livery go. I I always thought it was. Uh, a very classy, iconic, and signature livery that is, was recognizable to everyone uh, around the world, and I'm very sad to see that go. And but I'm encouraged uh, with their plan, and hopefully um, they will uh, they will continue um, they will continue uh, to show the the pride of Italian aviation uh, going forward. And I mean, um, you know, I'm excited to see the A220s over here. Um, mm -hmm. Touching on delivery slightly, you know, it's, it's, um, I describe it as Marmite as I describe all of these things, which uh, annoys everyone on the team. But, you know, it's really a love it or hate it livery, that bright blue thing. And, you know, I love it. But what, what's your opinion on that? Um, I love the blue. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm going to be I'm going to be gray. You know, it's love it or hate it. I like the blue. Um, I think the tail could uh, could definitely be improved upon. I think um, you know I, I, I've seen some pictures recently from the Italian spotters uh, where they've taken pictures at Golden Arrow with that livery and the blue does look brilliantly. At least the blue part mm. of it has grown on me. I think there are elements to the livery, namely the tail, that could definitely be improved upon.
Hmm. And I guess it must be quite exciting from a sort of photography point of view, not having another white plane. Um, you know, I remember when I was in Dubai and I saw the um, Expo livery A380 from Emirates. I was super excited to be able to sort of snap that one. You know, I was I um, you know, another great thing that happened at the end of last year, I was um, I was able to plane spot with. Uh, you know the Brazilian Brazilian aviation legend, and you know found you know founder of Azul Airways, uh, Panda Betting, and he hmm. commented me on one thing. He said, "Look, Euro white liveries aren't bad per se, but you have like um, Air France is the original Euro white livery. They they did hmm. it right, but the unfortunate part is that a lot of airlines try to mimic that." classiness that air france is and the original and sometimes it just doesn't come out the right way so in a way yes i am i am glad that um the new the new livery from ita is is not um you know a a, a cheap copy of a, another euro white livery but at the mm. same time i'm you know i you know like i said it's a great beginning but i think there's things that could be improvised on on the livery and you know it's mm. it's it's not hate um, it's not pure love yet. Maybe when I see it in the flesh for the first time, uh, I might change my opinion. Might change a little more. But I think, like especially, you know, as as a plane spotter, you you do look at the fuselage. But one of the first things I look at, I look at the tail, and I want to be mm. I want to be captivated by the tail. And um, I'm not totally captivated by the by its tail just yet. Well, we'll have to work on that. Um, yes. You know, speaking of the future of. Um, you know, aviation and you and I, I, I you know, I mentioned mm -hmm. that I've got my goal of spotting 12 times um, this mm -hmm. month. Um, you know, what, what, what is your um, plans for or you hope to achieve for 2022? Uh, um, look, I'm, I'm, I, every, every year I, 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 I challenge myself to do something that I didn't do the previous year. Um, I really would like to um, I, I'm haven't been very much into night photography. Um, I would like to get a little more into that because there's a lot of more possibilities for me with night photography. Um, mm. My most, you know, I, I, when when British Airways uh, when the when the borders open and British Airways sent their 350. Uh, I remember that picture. That was uh, stunning. Yeah, I, I, it was a challenge to take it, but I challenged myself to take that. And I, I was very pleased with the results. I mean, I'm not the most steadiest of, of individuals, but I love, I love to do handheld photography. So wherever that allows me to with the handheld photography at night, I would like to challenge myself a little more with that. Um, you know, just, you know, consistently improving, you know, I always, I always, you know, even on, in aerial photography, uh, learning, learning how to shoot for a certain crop, you know, to be more mindful of that, um, mm. you know, to really, really, uh, I've always been one, you know, in traditional in many ways that I want to take pictures of the whole plane, maybe to do a little more, yeah. uh, a few, uh, some more close up photography, uh, to do, do more of that, um, you know, really trying to perfect a little more my air-to-air -air photography i see different areas where i could where i could do better on in terms of framing in terms of in terms of steadiness um in terms of sharpness where i could do so as a photographer you know the first key thing as a photographer is always admitting that you're not you're not you're not you're not perfect and there's always ways to improve and i definitely see ways to improve and you know definitely mm -hmm. night photography um going to more airports you know traveling further 
um, finally this year, traveling overseas again, doing, uh, doing, doing, you know, capturing uh, photos at, at the uh, airports overseas. Um, so I'm really lo looking forward to doing that and really expanding on, on different on different areas where I, I've been weakened and really trying to, you know, really learning my cameras a little more. I did, you know, it was a very fast pace from Nikon then to Sony. And now I'm really comfortable with my Sony gear and I'm, you mm. know, I'm staying with my Sony gear. So really getting more and more comfortable uh, with, with, with that gear as well. Well, that um, sounds super and it's sort of fingers crossed um, for you. And I can't wait to see so many more great photos from you um, across the coming year. Um, I think that's all we've got time for today. So thanks uh, so much for jumping on the podcast, Vince. Oh, I, I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to talking with you about talking with you, talking with all of you again about uh, mm. You know, variety of subjects and um you know i'm i'm glad uh, i'm always i'm glad to uh be a contributor to simple flying you guys are are a phenomenal team and i really enjoy uh, uh collaborating and working with all of you mm, I, we can certainly say the same about you um I think that's about all, all we've got time for on today's podcast, and we hope that you enjoyed it. We welcome any feedback at podcast at simpleflying.com. For more great content, you can visit our website at simpleflying.com or find us on social media. Simply search for Simple Flying. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.